Welcome to the BJU Press Teacher Edition Podcast, where Christian educators are encouraged and inspired as we bring you interviews, practical ideas, strategies, and answer your questions about teaching in today's culture. And here's your host, Jenny Copeland. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for making the Teacher Edition Podcast a part of your day. So we have an intriguing topic for you today, but before we jump into that, let me remind you once again to take a minute to subscribe to the podcast. I know you hear me say this often, but if you have friends who aren't listening, please do share the podcast with them as well. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We are Teacher Edition Podcast on Facebook, and you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Teacher Edition Pod. That's Teacher Edition Pod. We would love it if you'd take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. It really does help out the show. And lastly, I want to invite you to go to our website. And again, that's teachereditionpodcast.com. And there you can subscribe to our emails, but you can also submit your questions and your stories. So those could be funny stories, stories of blessings from your classroom. You might have a question or a fun story to share, and you're just not sure, should I submit it? Please do submit it. It really only takes a minute to record your question or email in your story, so do that. And we look forward to receiving those and then, of course, sharing them on the show. And as we have questions and stories, we will share those at the end of the episode. So be sure to listen all the way to the end of the interviews each time. So today, I would like to unpack the topic of combined classes. Now, if you aren't currently a teacher of a combined class, please don't click off because the session is for you as well. You never know how the Lord may use this. You don't know what he has ahead for you. And that might be in helping encourage someone who is a classroom, a combined classroom teacher, or maybe in being a combined classroom teacher yourself. You just never know. So, and I am here to tell you that is my story. I was not hired to teach a combined class, but there I was. I found myself on the doorstep of a new year as a combined classroom teacher. And I still vividly remember scrambling to wrap my head and, of course, my plans and my classroom and everything else around a combined classroom format. So today, Rachel Cruz is joining us, and she too has experienced the scramble and the adjustment to teaching a combined class. So Rachel has degrees in elementary education and biblical counseling. She's also taught for 10 years at a Christian school in Matthews, North Carolina, and several of those years being in a combined class. So she also serves as elementary supervisor. She's a reader, and she really enjoys spending time with her family and her friends, and also serves as a counselor at a local pregnancy center. So, Rachel, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. I'm excited to have you. So, as we introduce this topic, I alluded to the scramble and the adjustment of teaching combined classes, but I also want to make sure to mention that there are also great blessings in that opportunity, and I'm sure I echo your testimony as well, that we can look back and see how the Lord provided the grace and the wisdom and the time we needed, and while it really wasn't something we were planning on, He used it to be a great blessing in our lives. So I mentioned the phrase, we weren't planning on it. So Rachel, could we start with your story? I love hearing how God orchestrates situations and opportunities. So would you mind starting us off by just sharing how it came about that you ended up teaching combined classes and what were your initial plans and how did you get to the point of being a teacher in that situation? Yeah, so when I graduated um, from grad school and was looking for a job, um, I was actually very specifically looking for a school that was not combined classes. I wanted to find a school that was um, 
small enough that I would be the only grade level teacher, um, but big enough that they did not do combined classes. So I found that. And then the first year I came, they started combining and they started combining the fifth and sixth grade. So fortunately for my first year, I had just fourth grade. Um, and then our uh, very sweet elementary supervisor and her husband uh, took the elementary team out for dinner and said they had some news to share. Um, and so I'm always going worst case scenario. One of them is sick. Um, and so then they broke it to us at dinner that we were going to be all going to combine the next year. Um, and so that helped to put it in perspective. I was prepared for, you know, very bad uh, news about an illness. Um, so in that respect, it did put it into perspective. And um, but yeah, it was a whirlwind, you know, got the first year teaching under my belt, was ready to go into second year. I've done this and surprise. So but like, as you said, God, definitely looking back, um, just amazed at how God helped and gave grace through it all. Yeah, definitely. Wow. A dinner announcement. Like, I don't think most teachers get a dinner announcement. <laughs> yes. Yes. I had a great supervisor. I would say so. You definitely got royal treatment on that announcement. And, you know, I'm guessing if we could peek through the devices of our listeners, we would probably would have seen many nods and smiles as you shared an all too familiar story. So thanks. That, that got us off to a great start. So when teachers find out that they're going to be in a combined class setting, I think it'd be fair enough to say that their mind often jumps to a number of teacher details, like how I'm going to fit all this in. Do I teach every subject separately? How do I keep everyone busy all day long? And maybe even, do I ever get a restroom break? Do I get to eat lunch? Should I forward my personal mail to the school? Like, how is on earth is this ever going to happen? And all in, you know, just the time we have each day. So let's start with that first question, or maybe it's two questions. So what did a typical day look like for you? And how did it work? Did you combine for all of your subjects? Or how did your classroom look? Yes. Yeah, so I was very blessed that we did have a part-time teacher who would pull out one of the grades for math and English. Um, and then we could keep the other group on grade level. Um, so if that is something that, you know, you all at your school have not talked about um, and can be a resource where maybe it's just one full-time teacher who only does pull outs for math and English, or you have a part-time teacher for a couple different grades, um, we did have that. So that was very, very helpful. Um, so I would stay on the grade with the fourth grade math and English. I would teach those. Um, I would do the same Bible, the same heritage studies or history, the same science, and I would just rotate them um, with the year. So one year we would do all third grade science. The next year we would do the fourth grade science. And I would just make different accommodations to either make it more challenging um, if it was the grade taking the easier content, um, or I would make accommodations to make it easier for the lower students taking the harder subject. Um, I did still do both reading classes. Um, and um, But with your time, the reason that worked in my schedule was, unfortunately, my special schedule did not uh, work very well with the combined. My um, with the, I taught third and fourth grade. So my third graders went to choir in the lower elementary and my fourth grade went to an upper elementary choir. Oh, yeah, that's tricky. So that worked for fitting in content. But as far as having a break um, planning period, that was a little bit challenging. Um, but even just being creative with your other team members um, and things like that. So I did do two reading classes. 
um, and kept those on their grade level. But that would be a great opportunity for novel studies. I know the press has several that come with um, the teacher's editions and, you know, the students don't know what grade those novels are. So they're not seeing, oh, you can have some mixed ability grades um, with those. Um, I would also do the same spelling and maybe just do less words um, for the one group um, that was taking the harder one. Or, you know, maybe you can add some extra words or more dictation sentences, lots of different ways that you can um, either uh, make it easier or make it more challenging without killing yourself, because that is that is going to be definitely key is finding little tweaks that you can do to fit it in. Um, and to survive. Right, right. And I think that's what our listeners are going to be looking for in this. So let's park there for just a second. And maybe could you expand on that just a little bit more? So how would you differentiate the combined subjects to make them easier or harder? Yeah, so I would. Um, so let's say I have the year where I've got third and fourth grade, and I'm doing the third grade is doing the fourth grade science and history. They're doing the harder subject. Um, so to make it easier, I would still use the tests that came with the curriculum, but I would just make little tweaks to the tests. For example, I would give the third graders a word bank that took me two minutes to type out, print off, and just the third graders would get those word banks um, as they took a test with a fill in the blank. Or maybe the fourth grade test had um, the modified true false. While I would tell third grade, you just need to do true false. You don't need to change the answer to make it correct. Um, if on the flip side, if I had the fourth grade and they were doing the third grade, they were getting the easier content. Um, you could add an essay question or, you know, type up one extra page of questions to give to them um, and add to the test. Or um, once again, just do the reverse of what you did with the others. Um, if it's true, false, the fourth graders now have to rewrite it and make it true. Um, so different things just, yeah, I would, I was always on the search to find little tweaks that I could either make it more challenging or easier um, without adding, you know, hours to my workload. For sure. For sure. So jump back just a little bit. You mentioned that another teacher pulled out one grade for, I think you said math and English. So that sounds really helpful. <laughs> but what if that isn't an option? I would definitely I think it's very doable to um, to do the to do both math and English. Um, I'm actually roommates with the third grade teacher. And so when we're talking at dinner about what we're talking, what we're teaching, we're usually on the same content. I'm teaching adjectives the same time that she's teaching adjectives. So I would definitely sit down with both curriculums um, and find the overlap. And just go ahead and teach, have your lesson on adjectives and then have them practice in their separate workbooks and, you know, just maybe take the upper grade that little extra step further. Um, because in elementary, it's a lot of building on. Um, it's a lot of review and then just taking them slightly up the next. Um, so I definitely think it is doable to go ahead and teach one math lesson on um, place value get the third graders or your lower grade, get them started practicing, and then just go that extra step further um, with your upper grade and then get them practicing. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Very practical. So let's, let's shift gears just a bit. When the idea of combined classes usually comes up, typically the challenges and the concerns 
are what bubble to the surface first. So as in anything, we want to be wise. And there's wisdom in recognizing that when there are potential concerns or challenges, you know, we need to hear those out. And we definitely want to work to address them. So from your point of view, what would you say are some of the challenges of a combined classroom? Definitely the scheduling and trying to fit everything in. Um, but with that being said, I also, you know, focus on what the basics are that your kids need to learn. Math facts, reading fluently and understanding, writing good sentences. If they can do those, if you don't cover all your content, you know, they will be successful academically. Um, so definitely the scheduling was challenging. Um and of course, we all know as teachers, it's always a challenge to meet everyone's needs when you've got your lower, your middle, your higher. And with the combined class, now you have two sets of those. You have your lower third graders, your medium, your high, and then you've got your lower fourth graders. Um, and while there's some overlap, your lower fourth graders might be your higher third graders or your medium ones. Um, you know, you can't just give that fourth grader a book that has a three on it. Um, they're, you know, they're going to struggle with that. Um, yeah, so definitely, um, just meeting needs, but that's, that's always a struggle with teachers. That's always, um, that's always there. Um, and I think the creativity aspect as well. Um, I know for me, I would try to have two different classroom themes, uh, for my kids coming back in. I didn't want the classroom to look exactly the same as it had last year. I didn't want everything to be exactly the same, um, now, there's some benefits to to some of that familiarity, but um, also if you're teaching, you know, the same math and English, if you have a really great contractions activity that you do one year and you're teaching contractions the next year, well, that other class has already done it. Um, so just being, you know, creative with how you're going to adapt um, some of your different projects, your classroom decor and things like that. So let's look at the flip side. So what would you say are some of the blessings of a combined classroom? Yeah, there were definitely several blessings that I was surprised um, to find. And one of those was having the same students for two years in a row. Um, now, that also can have its challenges, but I did love having a group come in next year open house. You already know their families. Um, you know that child's strengths. You know their weaknesses. Um, so you can just jump right in. Um, you already know that child. Um, and so that was um, a big, big benefit. It was also great for the kids because that group that had already had me, they knew my classroom routines. Um, so I, I know for me, I usually do not like the first week of school teaching all of the routines and the procedures. Um, I just want to jump straight into my content. And I feel like with the combined class, when half your class already knows your procedures and routines, while yes, you definitely have to review and, and reteach, um, it goes a lot faster because half the class already knows your expectations. Um, the families also are familiar with me. They're familiar with my style, my communication with them. So I enjoyed the, the prolonged relationship with the family instead of one year in, they pass on to the next teacher. And, you know, after that, it's just saying hi in the hallways. And um, so I enjoyed that. Um, it also stretched me as an educator a lot. Um, it brought me a freshness, although I didn't enjoy prepping the new subject when it would rotate around. Um, 
I did enjoy not teaching exactly the same thing every year. I enjoyed having a different science, a different history, teaching it every other year. I think kept me as an educator um, just brought definitely more of a creativity and a freshness. Um, didn't get quite stuck in a rut. Um, so they were they were challenging years, but they were also very sweet years. Um, some of my closest friends um, are the teachers that I taught with because at that point um, we had a kindergarten teacher. Um, so she still just had kindergarten, but then it was the first and second grade teacher, me and the fifth and sixth grade teacher. So it was just the, you know, the four of us conquering the elementary world. And um, so I think just being together through that and the constant conversations and um, of how are you going to do this just definitely strengthens um, some very good relationships and ultimately made me rely on the Lord in a whole new way. You know, there wasn't a class in college for combined class 101. Um, they, they don't. <laughs> So I think um, it definitely just brought a whole new dimension of relying on the Lord and trusting him and going to him saying, I don't know how to do this and I need your wisdom. Yeah, for sure. And I love how you put that. You know, it's so important that we know that this is what God has called us to do. And, you know, if he's called us to do it, he is going to give us exactly what we need, not to just get through it, but to also impact for him and for his glory. And when we were first navigating the announcement of combined classes at the school that I was at, and of course, the resulting pushback, I remember someone reminding me, remember, they're going to take their cues from you. And you know, that's so true. And if this is something that God has brought into our lives, both you know us as teachers and them as students, we need to be grateful and excited and embrace it. And that means supporting it and giving it our very best, making it the best we can. And I know I'm a testimony of seeing God use that situation for so much good in my life and in the lives of my students and their families. I don't know if you have any final thoughts on that. Yeah, I would I would definitely, definitely echo those exact same thoughts. And one of my favorite verses is, uh, faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. And yeah, just that idea of, hey, this is what God's called me to. He will enable me. And the best place for me to be is in a place of weakness because that's when he has to take over. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, hard to say. <laughs> but yes, you know, to live that is a blessing. You see the Lord, you know, provide for you in ways that you not you would not have seen if you weren't in that situation. So, Rachel, this has been so helpful and I really thank you for being specific with us, giving specific ideas and strategies to think about and put to use. And honestly, you just being here today and sharing with us is another example of God using that situation for good, because now he's using what you went through to be a blessing to others just because of that situation. So I appreciate that. And before we sign off today, I would love to take another question. We do this at the end of our episode. So we have a question from a listener. And this question is actually about combined classes. And I think that's a pretty common question when you get around educators. So I thought we would go with this one. So I know you've addressed some of this already, but let's take a listen and then I would love your feedback as well on this. So here we go. Hey, everybody. This is Larry from Port Charlotte, Florida. In my first five years of teaching, I taught a combined fifth and sixth grade class. Great experience. Now I hear that some parents are saying that a combined class hurts their child's development and they can't progress as fast. How do you suggest I answer them? Okay, so I think we both agree that parent buy-in and support is so important, and it's really important that they know that their child 
will still progress and develop even in the combined class. So Rachel, I don't know if you can review a little bit of what you shared or if you have other thoughts you'd like to add. Yeah, definitely. I think as you mentioned, your attitude as a teacher will go very far um, with how you are presenting it to your to your um, parents. And um, studies, actually more recent studies have shown there really is not much of a difference in the academic achievement of students in single versus the multi-grade classroom. Um, so I find that very encouraging. Um, you know, that's what I hoped, but it is encouraging that they, um, and the study that I was looking at, it was actually testing first graders. Um, and so it was testing a kindergarten first grade combined and a first second grade. So it was testing kind of both ends of whether the first graders were at the upper level or the lower level. And they said, you know, in all math, English, um, general knowledge, um, it really was not much of a difference in in their achievement. Um, so pointing parents to that, also pointing to parents, some of the benefits that lie outside of even just the academic is, you know, the leadership potential, the um, learning to work, the cooperation. Um, it's going to help them become more independent learners. Um, and so there are a lot of um, benefits even beyond just the academic. You know, there's not much of a difference in academic achievement. But I do think there are a lot of great opportunities for um, leadership, developing those different um, skills that they are going to need um, in our workforce and in life. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. And, you know, this is an area that for some parents, really, until they experience it done well, <laughs> they're just going to struggle with the concept. And I understand. I mean, that that is alarming, especially if you are planning on something and then you find out you're in a combined class. And I know in the combined fifth and sixth grade class that I taught, the fifth graders were just like you mentioned, they were definitely challenged and motivated by the sixth graders. They were you know, they were listening in, they were watching. And for the sixth graders, we really focused on them being the leaders and in a variety of ways in the classroom, really stepping up. And that did challenge them to grow and develop. And that wouldn't have been possible if they had just been in a sixth grade classroom. So I guess to answer that question, one of my recommendations would be to just share with parents those opportunities. And I think you've kind of alluded to that too. And don't be afraid to share with them how you handle the class. So to answer Larry's question, you know, sometimes just even assuring parents that they will be getting age appropriate instruction and sharing how you're going to make that happen. You know, a combined class can be a mystery to people. They don't understand how when a single grade class is so busy, how do you make it double and make it happen? But really just taking time to listen to them and share your plans and your strategies can go a long way. And I think continuing to welcome that feedback throughout the year is also so important. Rachel, did you have any follow-up? No, I would definitely agree with that. I think for all of us, when we have more information, more knowledge, that helps a lot. Absolutely. Well, Rachel, thank you for your time today. I have, I've thoroughly enjoyed hearing about your experiences and just the specifics you've given have been so, so helpful. So thank you for taking time to be on the show. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us today. I hope you were challenged and encouraged as I was. Remember to go to teachereditionpodcast.com to submit your questions for upcoming episodes. Of course, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and do follow us on social media. So now it's time to get back to your day, but it's not just any day. 
every day in your classroom is your day to impact and inspire through God's power and His grace working in you. So go do what God has called you to do.